Q-Man's getting closer on the outside. King's Gambit runs up behind them, just needs an out. Q-Man up to Hypothetical. Then King's Gambit recommendation. And Kalos right down the outside. Q-Man up to Hypothetical. Their heads in unison. Q-Man. Q-Man, I think, has won it you from beauty. Hypothetical. Harry Coffey lifting Q-Man over the line. Hypothetical didn't want to go away. It looked like when they swung for home that Q-Man might win by two lengths. But hypothetical just kept on kicking back. But it was a terrific story from the Oxlades, the father-daughter combination, and, of course, Harry Coffey joins us now, the boy from the Mallee. Harry, congratulations, <laughs> mate. Well done. Has it sunk in yet? Uh, no, thanks, Gareth. Yeah, no, it's been, yeah, amazing to um, to win another Group 1. So, it's, no, it actually hasn't sunk in yet. So, although I had um, eight rods at Ballarat Sunday, and that, that was back to reality. Yes. I was, oh, yesterday was good. I saw that. Did you think about everything? Uh, ringing Hawkey up, your manager, and saying, mate, come on. Well, we might take this Sunday off. Well, uh, no, I didn't. I, I actually had um, some rides for some some trainers and people that uh, have been along all the way. So I thought, oh, you can't you can't get top dogging now and just have a yes, day off. That's good. Um, yeah, it was a little bit like, geez. This is uh, this is going to be a tough old draining day. So, but yep. anyway, got, got a winner and a few few placings. So it actually wasn't too bad. But no, it's very um, yeah, very surreal and amazing feeling. I remember when you won on this horse at Caulfield, and you were interviewed straight after the race from Racing dot com, and you were starting to believe, I reckon, that he was a chance in an Oakley Plate. What were your thoughts going into Saturday? Yeah, I try not to get too excited about horses or. Get, or get too um, wound up in what they what they could do or what they might be, um, because I know how tough the caper is. But I was really taken with his win um, in the Adams, and well, I wasn't thinking he was going to be, be winning an Oak. Like I didn't think he was a certainty in an Oakley Plate by any means. But I just thought, no way. If he had a good gait, you know, he, and, and he got his opportunity to get a good run, he um, he might run a race where he could finish third. Well. Mm. He certainly did that. He he ran the race of his life. He had a beautiful running transit. It all worked out. And that race, the Oakley Plate, is the sort of race where a lightweight chance can get up. And that's exactly what happened. And fortunately enough for me, it was me. So um, it was a big day. Amazing feeling. And obviously the other part, Gareth, is it was um, Shane and Cassie Oxlade, which, mm. um, yeah, they're a great story. It was pretty pretty amazing to think that an Oakley Plate could be won by um, a little trainer from South Australia that's got 10 or 12 in work. Well, we'll get to the Oxlades in just a moment because you're right. They are a terrific story. Um, so when did you think you were going to win? Uh, at about the 3.50 when I came off mixed back. Um, I just had such a economical run and he actually quickened up really good. And I thought I was going to go past Mickey D on hypotheticals. I thought he was, was going to go past it easily and put a length on it, but to its credit, geez, it fought back. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is I sort of was trying to line my run up to go past Mick without going too early, but also being mindful, well, don't want to wait too late because there's some bloody handy horses behind me that will obviously be making runs. But, um, yeah, me, me and Mick out in front, we sort of had the race in our keeping a long way from home, Mick. Gave his horse a beautiful ride in front and controlled the race. And I was obviously following, which helped me a lot. And, um, yeah, we had a fair break coming around that bend, which is what we held. And luckily enough for me, I was able to get past Hypothetical, but, gee, she ran 
Yeah. A bloody absolute bottle of a race. She was extremely tough. And my fella at the end probably had the nicer run doing less work. And that's what edged us, edged us that little bit closer. Now, these are his words, not my words. But Shane said, Shane Oxlade said that this is one for the battlers. And Shane and Cassie Oxlade, as you point out, a father and daughter combination. But Shane's been in the game for a long time. He's known your family, I think, for a long time. Um, he purchased a truck off Osti. Um, <laughs> so, and, and and I don't know, explain how you got the ride and your conversations with the Oxlades leading up. Because I would imagine they're a little bit different than, say, riding for some of the, the most powerful stables in the country. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, I I don't really know how the ride come about. Hawksy just said, uh, oh, you're riding one for Shane Oxlade in, the, in a listed race Saturday. This was back when the... Uh, three or four weeks ago in the Adams, and um, I was thinking, well, Shripper just ran last weekend. He wouldn't be running it again. <laughs> and uh, I looked, and he had another one in. I thought, geez, he's got two handy horses at the moment. That's a good effort. I thought, well, it wouldn't be a chance. He couldn't come and win last week with Shripper and then win again with another one a week later in Melbourne. Um, but, yeah, that he did. Um, I said to him after, I said, oh, thanks for the ride. That was a sit and steer. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, you're right. And he, he actually said, oh, I was going to put Froggy on it because he's riding the other horse, but um, Froggy was in Tassie, so I was able to get on Q-Man. Um, and he said, oh, well, I'll probably bring the other one for the Oakley Plate. I might as well bring this one too. I said, yeah, bloody oath. Um, I said, you'll get no way. I'd love to ride him, but you've probably got to let me know so that I can start planning for that. So that's how it all sort of happened. But um when he, yeah, when we were having that conversation, I said, oh, what made you put me on? There's plenty of big timers here. And he just said, oh, I just knew you'd try for me. <laughs> Typical country boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew you'd try for me. So yeah. um, it's probably right too, you know, when you're a young trainer and you want to book a rider, um, a lot of the time, maybe the bigger riders, they just have a little <laughs> roll around on them their first go just to get a feel. And then they yeah. get that, oh, yeah, that's right. Where when you're getting a, a bloke like me that has known Shane and, doesn't get many good opportunities, you know, that, um, yeah, he's going to go out there and try and get the win every time. And um, to see their joy after the race especially, like, it is amazing when you point out that they've had two, they had two horses in an Oakley plate. Um, yeah, amazing. They had a group one runner, like, for a long time when you have a look at their record. Um, but then they had two runners. And I tell you what, Sharipa was unlucky. He's probably oh, he's better run than my fella. My fella just had everything go his way, which is what he needed. But, um, yeah, it was a massive run from Shripper. And I'm not sure what they're going to do with their horses, but I dare say they'd be very excited about uh, the next few months ahead. I, I'm not planning or telling them what to do, but I'd say they'd be looking forward to the Goodwood back home, that's for sure. Yeah, he, they, they would be both hard to beat in a Goodwood handicap. Um, Harry, you've had a wonderful year. I reckon the last 18 months I've never seen you ride better and I don't know if I'm speaking out of school here or not but I, I reckon there was a time there where I um and I've known you for a little while but you were like you'd get some opportunities in the city and and you were you went to the provincial races and then um you would be dominating there and then you'd get another opportunity in the city and then you just I don't know I don't know if you had that self-belief really to say that you could mix it with the best but sh- Surely now, um, Harry, I reckon you developed that, that you now belong in that Melbourne's jockey, the, the Melbourne jockey's room. Yeah. Um, no, you're looking back, I, I probably didn't have the self-belief that um, I should have been there. As a kid, 
um, being apprentice. I rode a stack of winners in Melbourne, as you know, and Adelaide, um, and, and was had a very successful apprenticeship. But you get a little bit lost when your claim goes and you don't get the same amount of winners and then your confidence gets knocked. And when you're riding winners as a kid with your claim, your claim is doing a lot of the work um, and you get, you know, everyone's telling you how good you are and this kid's the next big thing and wowee. And then all of a sudden, you go from six rides on a Saturday with two sitting steers for um, the best trainers like Darren Weir and whoever else wants to put you on to being back at Menangatang, um, hoping, that, hoping that your old man's horse can win to get you out of trouble. So you go through a little bit of a whirlwind, but we, we had to rebuild and we had to get going again. And um, it just took a lot of hard work. Um, and I made a plan when I wasn't riding in Melbourne as much, I'm going to ride just everywhere every day and I just rode in the bush for a solid 18 months and rode a stack of winners um, and then yeah sort of regained momentum and a lot of them horses I was winning on in the bush were then going to Melbourne and it sort, sort of all happened like that but it didn't um, spark straight away I still reckon you're right I probably didn't think um, that I should have been in the city and didn't think that I was probably a top sort of 15 rider in Melbourne. I just sort of was enjoying being there and grateful for it, but really didn't expect much. And then um, it was actually funny, a good mate of mine, um, Damien Lane, yeah, he sat down with me one day and he said, uh, enough of uh, the carry-on. You've got to get your crap together. You're good enough to be here and you've got to start having the attitude like it. And yeah, it's just someone like him saying that sort of sunk in. Um, after that, I, yeah, had a lot of, lot more belief and rode, tried to ride a lot more regularly in Melbourne and he said whether you got one rod or five rods you should be riding here and um, yeah speak confidently about what you're doing and stop the battle of talk and yeah. he said give that a go for 12 months and see where it takes you and if it doesn't work out well then you can always drop back a peg so yeah it's just uh, was very good by him as a mate to do that but also sometimes you just need that chat to um to wake you up a little bit and yeah, it definitely helped. So was that because you've managed by Hawkey, the same, the same manager. So did he instigate that, that, that conversation, Damien Lane? And um, yeah, it sounds like it would have been a fascinating conversation to have. Yeah, Damien doesn't say much. And no. he said to me, Look, I don't, he said, I, I'm just telling you what I think. You can take it or leave it and I won't be offended or anything. He said, I just want to help you because you're a good bloke and yeah. we're mates. So that's sort of how it went. But, um, he's a very in-house sort of person, Damien, and doesn't like uh, letting too many other outside people in. But, uh, yeah, it was nice of him to say something like that. And when he said it and with what he's achieved, I was sort of like, oh, yeah, well, well, we, um, yeah. not only is he a good mate, but he sees something in me that I probably didn't expect that I had. So, yeah, and then it sort of went from there, you know. Yeah, well said. He's got a similar story to you in a way, a boy from country WA instead of country Victoria, but, Darren, Darren Weir gave him a start in a way as well. So, um, yeah, and he's a good man, Lane. He, he, he's done a lot of work with uh, a lot of the, like when I was in WA, a lot of the younger jockeys really looked up to him and um, he's been a, he's been a great mentor for so many people, Laney, and you're right. Um, he doesn't mince, mince his words when he, <laughs> when he's got something on his mind or he wants to give you some advice. And um, yeah, I, I reckon that's a great little story there, Harry. So um, you're kicking plenty of goals now, mate. And I've got a few text messages coming through. I know I've tried to help you along the way. You never listened to me regarding some of the gun rides that I've given you over the years. Um, <laughs> but they're telling me here, mate, tomorrow at Launceston, 
that uh, this horse is unbeatable. They're backing it like it, it can't get beat. And you've been, well, you won the Launceston Cup. I don't know if it was last year, maybe a couple of years ago, but acceleration for Richard Cully has been heavily supported. Can you win another Lonnie Cup? Yeah, I won the Lonnie Cup on Aora Symphony's Correct. first one. So that'd be two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. He's going for three. Yeah. He's been an incredible horse. Um, yeah, I'm Max, I, don't, I haven't had a good look at the form and that, but I spoke to Richie Kelly about it when he was saying that I should go over and ride him. And he said, I know Aora Symphony is a good horse. He said, but we've mixed it with him over here in Victoria mm-hmm. and we're going to have seven kilos left. And that's why I was sort of like, well, if he's thinking like that, um, yeah, I should go ride Because it's so, bloody hard to get you over there, isn't it, Harry? Like, yeah, it must I'm be not, a good ride. <laughs> no, it is not. I go over there <laughs> regularly. You know that. But um, we've just got a lot going on at the moment. And, yeah, a trip to Tassie here and there with everything else can get a little bit difficult at times. But um, it has been made easier. Craig Williams is he's a little bit like Taylor Swift. He's got his own private jet plane. And I'm, I'm jumping oh, okay. on that with him. So, yeah. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Craig Williams, he's such a professional, isn't he? Like, he'll, he'll hire a helicopter. Um, he must have some money. He hires a helicopter to ride Mr. Brightside at Benalla. Um, I don't yeah. think you'd put that on the, the trainer's, I mean, the owner's bill, would they? And then he's he's flying to Tassie. I don't know, but I, if you asked him, he probably wouldn't tell you either. I said to him, oh, what do we owe you? And he's, oh, I don't know what I do. He didn't really make himself clear. I said to Joy, we'll just get him a slab knowing that he won't drink it, and then we can drink it on the way home in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a smart man, Harry. Um, what's the best ride that you're looking forward to most in the autumn? Um, or for the rest of the, the carnival? I don't have a whole lot um, lined up. It's a week-by-week week sort of basis, but I'll tell you what, the autumn so far has already been better than most. Yeah. Um, the way I, I know, especially on your show, there's a fair bit of carry-on and talk, but the way Maxim actually beat Jimmy Star the other day was a bloody good win. It was, wasn't it? And he's going to run in the blamey next Saturday. So we're going to find out whether it was just a one-off first up. But yep. if he brings the same run again, he'll nearly win again. And then, like, I don't know, maybe he's just in the zone this prep because yep. he's a very handy horse. Um, he just he just had issues along the way. So I'm excited about Macram's prep. Yeah. Um, he won like he won like Farlett with that turn of foot the other day. He didn't. Oh, he overcame that much trouble. He had more more against him than what the winner did. I was held up to the 200 bugger in it yeah. up. So if I didn't win, it was going to be, well, imagine, we, that's Imagine Johnny O'Neill. One. Imagine Johnny O'Neill watching that replay there. Exactly. Oh. So, <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I'm keen to see where he ends yeah. up. And I think if he wins Saturday, probably they go to the uh, All-Star Mile. But, look, that's it is what it is. Um, and I'd love to, um, yeah, obviously stay on Q-Man and ride him wherever he goes again. So... I think, yeah, well, hopefully. <laughs> um, I know you're listening to Giddy Up. I appreciate that, Harry. We'll have to get you your own segment once again. But yeah, you're like, you're a tough man to get hold of. Your contract, it's, it's yeah, you, you um, demand oh. a lot of money these days. Hey, um, what about. <laughs> you got t- me going. Yeah, I did actually. And you've forgotten about me already. Hey, what about Taylor? She must be over the moon with the. Since you've become one of the great sires of all time, I was trying to describe what sire, like, you, you've. You're like the written tycoon of Victoria these days because you've jumped out of the ground since your little um, your little boy um, arrived in this world. What less than is it less than twelve months? Yeah, he's ten months old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you're riding at fifty-two kilos, Harry. 
Like once yeah, upon I, a time, you wouldn't go to 55, would you? 55, 54. No, I do 54 regularly, yeah. um, but I'm just a little bit, I'm just not very good at wasting. So no. under that's quite difficult. But I, um, I just thought I don't really get many top opportunities in group ones. And I thought that Q-Man was a legitimate top three chance. And I won on the horse and I thought Oakley Plate, I've buggered up a few Oakley plates, so I need to make yeah. up for it. So I, talk, yeah, you, you remember what Laney told you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had the drive. I had the drive to to do it, yes. and my weight's been good. You wouldn't want to be doing it every week, no. um, but yeah, I was fortunate enough to be in a position that mentally and physically I was, yeah, capable of getting to the weight easily. So that's what's happened. Um, but look, yeah, things at home. Taylor does a good job, just as you rang now, Tom spewed on the floor and I walked out and spoke to you on the phone while she <laughs> sorry, cleaned it up. So. Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, we actually we had a good week. We we, pre- we prepared well for the race. I um, We ate really healthily and I did a lot of exercise and got down to the weight, you know, reasonably well. And, yeah, Taylor had to put up with that and Tom, so she did a good job. Yeah. Hey, Harry, we're so proud of you, mate. And, um we all know what you do for cystic fibrosis and how you're an inspiration, not to not only to people with cystic fibrosis, but to everybody in life, basically. You've been able to follow your dream and um, you're resilient, mate. And um, you work hard and you deserve all the success that come your way. And It was a terrific story. The Oxlades were great and for you to win your second group one and it's the start of many more. There's no doubt about that. Damien Lane's already been booked as a motivator um, around the traps. He's the... <laughs> He'd probably be, be flat on me telling you that. <laughs> no, I reckon. No, I reckon he'll enjoy it. I reckon Lane yeah. likes. I think that was a great insight, mate. So, um, well done, and um, yeah, go and win that All Star Mile. I reckon Macro, if he jumps out of the ground like he did the other day, look out. What's that race you got? You'd be in charge of it in yep. Perth. That the Quaker race. Yeah. yeah get, can you get him in in that for me? I reckon. Mitchy Lewis said to me the other day. He goes, Gareth, I can't work out why they haven't got in contact with the Oxlades. Um, cause yeah, Shripa, just take both of them. Yeah, just give them a spot. <laughs> take both we, of them. Whichever one gallops better, put them in it. Yeah, we did have a slot for it last year, but we we bowed out this year. And I reckon you would have been a big chance. Oh, but I did try to get you over there for the Perth Cup, and you quickly knocked me back. And um, I knew what barrier you were going to draw. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon we'll, we'll get onto that right now. All right then, mate. Well done. And say good day to the family for us, mate. And, um, yep, enjoy. Surely the king of Swan I've got, I've got, you're probably trying to remember. I've got one more favourite. Can you yep. apologise to Annie Murray and Gazy in the hallways? They were supposed to talk to me yesterday afternoon. I didn't answer the phone. So tell them sorry. Oh, no. That is. Gazy, yeah. Gazy and Murray love you too. That's real poor effort. But we had the Herald Sun here taking photos. So I was oh. All right, mate. Well, they'll forgive you. They'll probably want you on again today. Yeah, yeah. Right. Good on you, brother. Thanks for that. Thanks, Harry. mate. Led by three to Tim Zhu, who's honing in as they turn. Scalacci and Tim Zhu. Scalacci grabbed by Tim Zhu. Oh, he's good. Tim Zhu takes out the Oz Cup by a length and a half. Scalacci, third to I was in Saudi Cone. Arabia. You could hear the roar from there with the Derek City. Get a lot of owners in Tim Zhu, including Will, who just texted in, and it was some performance. By Tim Zoo. Everyone thought he's drawn box number one. He has to lead to win. And especially when you've got the Phoenix winner, Scalacci, that went straight to the front, you thought, well, I don't know how they're going to beat him. But Tim Zoo got the job done. He broke the hoodoo 
in a way for Jason Thompson, the Thompson family. Jason Thompson's been a superstar trader in Greyhound Racing. He's won nearly every big dance except for an Australian Cup, and he's had a host of place getters over recent years. And he had Explicit, who was nearly an unbackable favourite before the semi-finals, who didn't make it into the finals. So, um, yep, he, he gets his first Aussie Cup with Tim Zhu on Saturday night, and he joins us now. G'day, Jace. Well done. Yeah. Congratulations. No, thanks, Gareth. Um, could you when when Scalacci went to the front, were you confident that your your greyhound could chase him down? Oh, look, um, his semi-final run was disappointing. Um, yeah. You know, to see him lead and get run down. I mean, that, yeah, anyone that knows the dog, that that's not him. Um, we found a few problems with him, which yeah, nothing major, <clears throat> and we were just hoping that we had. Yeah, you know, the little things he had on him right for Saturday night, and if that was the case, and he was back to what he should, yeah, you know, what he normally does, he's very strong. That, um, yeah, in the run when he held his spot through the first corner, got to third down the back, and then took off. I, I, I did think he, if he was right, he'd win. Yeah, you've nearly got an embarrassment of riches in a way with your kennel at the moment. Every big race you're playing a major part, but probably. I reckon if you go back at the start of the Dream Chasers Festival, you had dogs like, well, Explicit hadn't really hit the scene just yet, but Alpha Zulu and Postman Pat were probably leading the way. But this dog's been there in all of the fights, hasn't he? And he's made all of the big finals. And he rarely yeah. runs a bad race. Yeah, yeah. Look, look he, he's um, a dog that right from day one, he, he's shown us quite a bit. and But, you know, it's all very well being a fast trial dog and looking like a hero. Um, in lower grade races, you, you you're not a dog until you can step up and do it in group company um, at the highest level. Because when you're racing against those sort of dogs, they, they don't give you an inch, and you've got to fight for your position in running. You've got to be tough enough to hold your spot, and then if you get behind, you, you, you've got to be good enough to still put in a solid effort and possibly win. So um, that being the case, early doors he was. You know, if you look at some of his runs, you know, this dog got beaten the grade five at Warrigal. I think it was great, got beaten the grade five at Geelong um, before Christmas. But it was all a learning process for him um, to, to develop him into possibly the dog that he is now. Um, and even though he had the good draw on Saturday, he still showed a lot of fight to, to hold his spot. And then, you know, to give Scalati probably three lengths down the back straight and beat him a length and a half, I think it was a pretty good effort. How were your emotions, mate? You won an Australian Cup. Oh, look, probably just relieved yeah. because, look, you, you know, as a trainer, you, you do all this for the owners. I mean, you know, this is your job to hopefully get presented nice dogs and then present nice dogs on nights like Saturday night to, to run really well. And um, I, I get a lot of satisfaction out of seeing the dogs go well, obviously, but it's more, you know, to see the owners and, you know, to see... The photos after the races, mm. and there's a big group involved with this dog, and, and they absolutely love him. Whether he wins or gets beat, it doesn't matter. Um, and I think that's what racing's about, watching owners really enjoying yeah. any sort of success they have. Well, Tim Zoo's got a lot of owners because we know that. A few of them text into our show. I met them during the Dream Chasers Festival, and Will's one of those. And and Holly's managed the syndicate, and they told me the story how they got into this dog. Um, what this dog has done for the sport has been exceptional because 
And your kids need to be congratulated. Obviously, they've got a passion and you've been able to provide them a bit of a profile as well with your name um, and the success that you've had. But what Holly and your family have been able to do, your children, is they've been able to attract a younger generation and there was a lot of young owners involved in Tim Zoo. Um, they speak so well and they're great ambassadors for the game and it's exactly what the sport needs. They're like the Sam Friedmans, the Michael Kent Juniors, you know, the Kath Coleman's of the, the, the thoroughbred world, you need those young talents, uh, the young, the young talent coming through, don't you mate, to, to inspire a next generation in a way. Oh, well, well, well you do. And, um, you know, I, we, we got into grand racing or I did, um, no family background in, in any racing code. And look, if a young person's out there and wants to get into any of the codes, I mean, it is possible to, to get from, you know, start from scratch and, yeah. and get to a very high level if, you, if you're willing to work. And um, I think the greyhound racing, you know, I think is very attractable to a lot of people because it, it doesn't cost an arm and a leg to get involved. And, and any person of any age can get involvement. And the fact that they, they run a lot more often than any of the, 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 well, probably the thoroughbreds, I don't know about the harness racing, but they, they, they run a lot in a short space of time that you can have a lot of contact with them. And um, it's just a, a great industry. And like our kids were never forced into it, but they, they chose this path. And um, we're very proud of the way they conduct themselves and the way they look after the dogs and interact with um, the owners. And um, even when they, they speak to the media, I think they handle themselves very well. And um, it's just good seeing young people because I think, Young young people tell it how it is. They yeah. it, they get emotional, and that's what you want to see. I think some of the older older faces are a bit, um, you know, it's sort of same old same old. And and it's good to see younger people in any code getting a lot of enjoyment out of out of success, obviously, and showing the emotion that uh, any sort of win uh, means to them. And yeah. I think yeah, you can't you can't replicate that in anything that you do. No, well said, mate. You should be so proud and all your kids. Benning's doing it. You'll get a winner soon, I think, in Hong Kong. And um, <laughs> and it's not difficult. It's not easy to do what he's doing, but I'm sure you'll get a winner just around the corner. But now, well done to take out that Australian Cup. What's he do? Does he head to Perth now, Timmy Zoo? No, he'll go to the Easter Egg. No, okay. no, he won't, we'll, he won't go to Perth. Um, so, no, oh, he'll, he'll, he'll go, go, go to Sydney for the Easter Egg. All right, then. Well, I think explicit's in Perth, isn't he? Uh, yeah, it's explicit will be there for the Sandgrafer, and yep. we're sending uh, transponders heading over there okay. on the weekend. He's, he, he'll be our only dog in the cup, and right. if he if he runs well, we'll um, hopefully get a, a Sandgrafer slot with him as well. Good on you, Jace. Well done to the family. Well done with um, Timmy Zoo. He's a great greyhound, and he delivered a knockout punch when it when it mattered most there on Saturday night there at the Meadows. Thanks for your time. No, thanks, Gareth. Shaken up. What's there? There's not much left. Uh, going for a gallop in behind them was Kiang Ignite. And RC Phoenix went to the lead. Here's Just Believe. Just Believe down the outside, letting go with a mighty spread. He's coming after RC Phoenix. RC Phoenix, Just Believe's going to dive at him. They hit it. Oh, I think he got up. I think Just Believe got up on the line. Here's what a In my time covering Just the sport of harness racing, I don't think I've seen a horse like this. For a long time anyway. He reminds me of On The Mighty Quinn with the excitement that he provides for the game. Um, he's got a big heart with a big motor and he did the unbelievable. Like he, 
you didn't think he was going to win that race at any stage until he did. Greg Sugars, congratulations, mate. Um, I reckon that would have been close to one of your biggest thrills in the game on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right, Gareth. Um, that was a pretty exciting sort of race. Um, certainly didn't go the way a lot of people had sort of scripted it and probably uh, the way we had scripted it either. But um, thankfully we got the right jo- uh, right result at the end of the day. And um, yeah, it was a very exciting moment. He seems just to be getting better. When you have, like to me, and like that was enormous on Saturday night. And I know he was defeating the Great Southern Star, but when you, when you analyse the sectionals he did that night from that wide gate, it was a remote. He had no right to finish as close as he did that night. Yeah, exactly right. You know, obviously it was, um, you know, disappointing that we, that we uh, were defeated that night in a way, but we certainly weren't disappointed in the horse's performance. We thought we come away from it sort of saying that it was probably as good a run as he's ever put up. Uh, just did a power of work and the time they ran was, was outstanding. And, uh, you know, and he went down fighting right to the line. So, yeah, he's certainly in, in, in very good order at the moment. So do you head to New Zealand with him next? Is that the big main, the next big goal? Yeah, that's right. Um, there was there is a group one up in Sydney uh, in a fortnight, I think it is. But we're we've, uh, we're going to bypass that and uh, just take him along here and have him have him ready to go. So he's cherry ripe for the trip um, uh, to New Zealand. So what were you thinking at the start when you got crossed? Not only got crossed by um, Call Me the Breeze, but also from the Lee Runner, which was that was Keyang Chucky or Keyang Ignite. Ignite, uh, Ignite, yeah. yeah. So, what were you thinking then? Were you happy with the way the the the, the spot you're in? Oh yeah, I, I sort of I sort of thought that, you know there was a good chance that um, at least one of them would get crosses. Um, you know, if we weren't able to hold up, but uh, yeah, we sort of didn't think we'd be three back. But um, I wasn't too concerned because the pace was reasonably genuine early. So. I was happy just to take cover and, um, you know, let the first half of the race sort of sort itself out. And then, you know, I was planning on attacking the second half of the race, um, you know, how, however we needed to. But, um, yeah, it sort of changed complexion a little bit when um, when uh, Chris Venosio sort of come quite early, a little bit earlier than what I would have hoped uh, to try and flush me out. And I obviously elected to stay in. And, uh, yeah, I suppose uh, we were a lot on a bit of luck after yeah. that. Geez, that lead time, 44.7. They don't go that quick too often, do they? I don't think I've no, ever seen right. a quicker lead time. Yeah, exactly. The first lap was quite solid with that lead time and then a 30-second first quarter. So, um, you know, I was quite happy not to be up in the, you know, doing all the work at that at that stage. So that probably um, really helped us sort of uh, able to get into the race late. Jess Tubbs, 500 winners. She's been a, a superstar administrator. Now she's a trainer. It's quite remarkable, really. She should be so proud. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's sort of come around a lot quicker than what we ever would have thought. So um, I think she's only just just started her seventh uh, season of training. So yeah, to clock up a milestone like that, um, yeah, it was something that we're all very proud of here, and she's extremely proud of um, you know what she's been able to achieve. Bacchus Marsh will be so proud. Are you going to the elite lop? Have you made that decision yet? <laughs> uh, that's the question on everyone's uh, yep. mind. Uh, no, no, no decision as yet, but um, they're very, very keen and very interested to get us back there. So. Um, I yeah, don't think you'll be losing on it this year anyway, put it that nah, way. That no, might be still, coming, covering still got to work expenses. out a few things, but yep. um, yeah, look, it, it still could happen yet. All right, then. I think it's more likely than not likely listening to you and hearing what I'm hearing anyway, so that'll be exciting. We'll have to get over there. Giddy up. Yep. Um, follow yeah, you around. Thanks. Good on you, Greg. Thanks, Gareth. There's yeah, Greg mate. Sugars there. What a horse he is, just believe. Um, he's a superstar. I hope he does go back to... Sweden to represent Australia on that big stage in the the elite lot.